We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's going on? It's Kevin Deers here from Metal Shop. Before I jump into this week's episode of Metal Shop's Backstage Pass with Dave from Jungle Rot, I quickly wanted to mention the uh, the show that we are talking about. It's coming up this Tuesday at Club Sur, and uh, it's $17 advance, 23 day of show, 21 and over only, and it's at Club Sur, kind of in the Soto area. It's going to be Jungle Rot, their Call to Arms U.S. tour with Internal Bleeding. This one's going to be awesome. I will see you there. Again, that's this coming Tuesday, June 7th. And if you're listening to it afterwards, well, you missed a killer show. Or what will definitely be a killer show. Now here's my interview with Dave from Jungle Rot. It's Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Hey, this is uh, Kevin here for, uh, talking with Dave Matrice from Jungle Rot. They have a new album that's actually out now. Uh, a Call to Arms, out now on Unique Leader. Uh, first off, man, I, I was looking... And uh, I didn't even realize before jumping on here, 30 years of jungle rot, 2022. Is that right? That's right, man. It's pretty, pretty amazing. Huh? I joined in 95, so I'm a little short, but the band one year short, you know, but mm-hmm. it is pretty amazing, man. I mean, who would have thought, you know, you know, looking back when I first started in high school and, you know, going, I remember going to record stores and going through records and you know, buying this because of the cover and stuff. Mm-hmm. And here we are 30 years later and, you know, I'm playing with a lot of them bands and I'm fans of a lot of those bands. And, you know, some of them appeared on my album. Yeah. Who would have thought, you know, yeah. and, and that means a lot, you know, what an achievement we achieve, you know, an 11 CDs in itself. Holy mm-hmm. cow. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it hits that point where you realize you've been playing death metal longer than you haven't. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. I mean, it's pretty crazy, man. I mean, it's just, 
I'm, I'm grateful for where this band's took me and how long we've been doing it and uh, still labels taking a chance and uh, yeah. working with us. You know, it means a lot because we still want to do it and enjoy it. You know, it's harder. It gets harder every year for us, but we still enjoy it somewhat. <laughs> well, you know, you, you mentioned it gets harder every year for you. What keeps you motivated then to like, you know, because, you know, you could always just be like, all right, I'm just going to, you know, do a regular nine to five or, you know, maybe you maybe you do have a regular job, too, as well. But you know, what, what keeps you motivated to like grind it out and continue to like play pretty inaccessible underground music to like the mainstream, you know, uh, just the love of it still. It's pretty amazing. You know, I still have a passion for it. It's hard to say that, you know, it's getting harder, I should say. And, uh, I still have a passion. I have a lot of things that I still want to achieve, you know, in the mm -hmm. band that I haven't. And, uh, I think those are the fights that keep me going to try to get to those. And, uh, I won't be settled until I get there, you know? <laughs> and, and it also, you know, I'm not to put words in your mouth, but like, you, you know, it's afforded you opportunities to play in front of people that you may have never seen if you weren't in a band, you know, like you may play in places that you may have never seen, you know? Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. And that's one thing we always look at. I mean, this band has took us everywhere and, I never would have been there if I wouldn't have been in the band. You know, we're always grateful for that when we get over to Europe and South America because mm -hmm. we could never afford going over there on a trip. I mean, it's, it'd be crazy, you know, and we get to, you don't see much, but at least you know you're there. You know, it's yep. not a vacation ever, but yeah. you, we get to see a little bit here and there in between, you know. That's awesome. So, you know, obviously the, the uh, thing that really affected the release of this album or the release of all music, the touring of the everything, the, the pan, the global pandemic. Um, did that, you know, hamper or put a wrench on this album at all? Or did it affect you in a positive way? Did you guys have more time to put on it? How did the pandemic affect uh, this album? It, it did affect it a little bit, not too bad. But when we got done doing the cycle for the self-titled, you know, we did the two-year cycle touring and we just finished. And right when we finished, we had to start writing. And then it hit then. So the timing was right for that, at least. But we finished the album within a year. And we sat on it and we've never done that before. You know, we're used to turning it in and three months later, you're on the road promotion and you're ready to go, you know, and it was hard to sit on it for a year because we wanted to do some and we found ourselves starting to pick at a little bit, remixing it different because mm. we have so much time and, you know, we, we wanted to, we just started playing with it and that wasn't a good thing, you know, and we ended up going back to the original mix, you know, that we actually did in the beginning, you know, we okay. started doing a big circle because we, we had too much time on our hands, you know. <laughs> Or getting in trouble with it. <laughs> it was it was good the way it was. It was. It did one big circle all the way around, and we went right back to the original mix, man. <laughs> That's funny. You were like, man, just scrap, just like delete all of those changes we made. Let's just go back and, you know, dude. Well, you learn. You you learn from process of elimination, I guess. You know, and you know, Dan Swan will mix it. And he was telling me the whole time, no, no, you know, and then I was like, yeah, I think it needs more vocals. I think it needs this and that, but. It was just we're just dwelling on it, you know, and that's that's what happens, you know. We're just used to, like I said, turning it in and going, you know. Mm -hmm. Man, okay, so you know, you you are you know doing this album. Obviously, you're kind of you're paying a lot of attention to it. You want it to be the best album, but aside from that, you know, what? How were you staying busy, and what kept you sane aside from you know the making of the album? How'd you stay sane, or or did you not? Uh, I did. I work. Okay. Uh, a hunting job um yeah i work i'm a guide for hunting and uh oh wow. it actually benefited me on that because yeah the more people that are 
were scared just made me busier. So, because it was an outside activity mm -hmm. and the last three years have been really good for my job, you know, doing that guiding and hunting. And uh, that's most of it. You know, I work like seven days a week from October to April. And then I try to tour from April to October when we're in the down season. But I, I stayed pretty busy during the, all that, you know, I cashed in a little bit more money and I was one of the ones that benefited from it. You know, I know a lot haven't and I feel bad for them, but I lucked out and benefited on my profession. Wow. So how long have you been in that profession of being a oh, guide as a hunter? Just years and years and years? Oh, yeah. Uh, I would say close to almost 30 years as well. You know, and that wow. has a big part of me being able to keep the band going, you know, because of this. It's a seasonal thing. Like I said, six months on and six months off. And, you know, I've always had it. So as soon as we ended, we, we hit the road, you know, and then we come back in October and I start to work then. And now it's all starting to like make sense with some of these song titles and so and the whole theme <laughs> of jungle rot. Like, oh yeah, man, makes sense, dude. Okay, so um, you know what 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 uh, now that the album's out, what's the plans for twenty twenty two? Are you guys going to be hitting the road at all? Or we're actually hitting the road uh, June second. We'll be up in Seattle, I think. Uh, oh, that's right. I totally saw that. Yeah, you're yeah, playing club surf. Yeah. How do you know, you know anything about that club? I never played there before. So uh, it's actually um, the uh, the people who ran a, a really cool club called Studio Seven. Okay. Uh, they uh, now rent out this place called Club Sur and, and do shows there. So a lot okay. of times it's like a like kind of a Latin dance club, but then they um, it's so it's actually turn really it nice. it's, it's a nice place, and they turn it over for metal shows. So it's a really what classy place. What it's actually too classy for death metal, club. but you know. <laughs> i'm just yeah, kidding you, guys up, nice you know room. you know how the show yeah that that will help out man a nice place to show but you know we end up wherever the tours are booked you know it's funny when you see some of them you know you, you know it's not always nice to play a new place of course you know i mean but yeah we're excited to get on the road uh we're gonna go out with internal bleeding yes uh, i think it's yes. 17 straight and then uh we're gonna announce another tour as soon as this one gets finished we'll be going back out in august and then uh I know we have a big festival in uh, Mexico in September, and then we're going to work on Europe for next year. Awesome, man. Well, you know, you're, you're going to stay busy with your, your job and then also just touring. <laughs> so six months on, and then it's not like you have six months off. It's six months uh, doing this other career that <laughs> will keep you like sleeping in different cities and different every different <laughs> night. So you are not going to be having any days off, sir. <laughs> No, we look forward to it, man. It's going to be fun. It's been a while That's since awesome. we've out there. I know a lot of bands are having fun out there, man. They finally get a chance to go out there and, you know, the fans are turning out, but we got a couple issues with the economy and the gas. We see that, but we're going to take the bullets and keep going. You know, you can't cry about it. You got to keep going. This is what we yeah. do, you know. Absolutely, man. And people will appreciate going out to see you guys. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, okay. So 30 years of playing music but I'm sure you were really into music a lot before then. Um, what, uh, what got you into to music? Was it, were you in a musical family? Was it, you know, like a kiss album or what was it? Uh, I grew up, my dad was in a band. He had uh, four cool. brothers and they kind of played when I grew up. They, my dad was a singer and all the rest. My uncles were drummer, guitar players. So I was around that exposed and music early on, but, what stole my soul, you know, I started out early on, found Ted Nugent, you know, and then I was fascinated by that. But what stole my soul for the underground was I remember seeing Creator 
wow. at the Cubby Bear in Chicago in 85. And uh, I remember going to the show up there right up front and uh, blowing my mind, went home the next day and told my dad, I want to I want to play guitar and uh, bought me a guitar. And here I am today. He still got the same guitar. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, here I am today, man. I mean, that's what got me, Millie got me started. So I owe a lot to him, you know, and the German invasion, totally, you know, destruction, Sodom creator. I, I found that early on and that's what kind of led me. I'm sure you've had a chance to to meet those guys. Have you told them that? Oh yeah, they know. I mean, that's we've had, awesome. we're privileged to have, we've had privileged to have Schmier guest on our last one, the self title. We did some guest vocals and, and that's the biggest accomplishment I think I achieved for myself personally is growing up on these bands. And then, you know, here I am friends with them now. And, you know, some of them are on my albums. Who would have thought, you know, that's, that's, that, you know, I idolize these bands, you know, dude, that's awesome, man. Now you're, 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 you're playing with the greats, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, as a kid, okay. So, you know, we all have band metal band t-shirts big part of the uh the kind of the culture of metal what was your first band t-shirt you know was it, it whether it was metal or not oh. first band t-shirt as a kid uh, i i go back i think it was def leppard uh nice. and what how do you say that um, what was that hysteria hysteria yeah i remember yeah. the blue one man mm-hmm. i still remember to this day i wish i had it man I, I think that was one of them i remember yeah that was probably one of them man and that maybe uh that in uh maybe the old blizzard of oz tour i remember it was a jersey mm-hmm. oh i should remember another one too screaming for vengeance i had the original screaming for vengeance t-shirt and with the fist yeah i remember he had yeah. his fist on the back i had that them some of those three were the ones i remember the most man they were the coming the first ones especially the priest one i remember buying i remember yeah. getting that at the show you know i think that was the first one i ever bought at a show i remember i think it was I There's wish a, I still had it, man. <laughs> if you still had it, you could probably pay a mortgage. Those things go for a lot of money these days. Yeah, absolutely. It's a vintage. I know. Absolutely. I go on eBay and check some of those prices. And mm-hmm. a lot of them, I had those shirts, you know, I'm like, oh, I had that one. I had that one. I had that one. But I have no idea what happened to them. You know, down the, you move and you move and you just lose them, you know. And, and back have- in that day, too. Back in that day, too, we were used to cutting them up. Remember, mm-hmm. you cut up a lot of shirts in the early days. I think they just end up turning the rags after that, you know. It, it just ends up being a patch in the end, right? Right, exactly. I still have a lot of, that's funny you say that, because I have a lot of stuff cut out. That's all I have. And just like, you know, you know, storage thing of just cutouts of the front, you know. That's <laughs> cool. I, I always want to make a quilt. You know, people. I yeah. see people yeah. do that. They make quilts. So I got a good handful of those. And someday I'll do that, man. That'd be great. Awesome, man. Well, T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Obviously, being, you know, like an influential death metal band among, you know, so many of this genre that's been around for for a long time now, which is crazy to think also. Um, this is going to be a hard question for you to ask you. But as a music lover, what is your Mount Rushmore of death metal? 
So four influent, you're like most influential and it could be American. It can be Swedish anywhere. Your personal Dave's personal Mount Rushmore of death metal. <laughs> That's a tough one. I'd have to go and probably, uh, uh, I have to say obituary, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, they always had a special part of me. I mean, they touched me too. I mean, I think we relate to them a lot, you know, we're very primitive old school, you know, and I think, uh, I think obituary would be the, the one. And for some reason, when I see them, they give me the shiver still every time I see them. I mean, it's just, you know, no, like no other band, you know, yeah. I just, the Tardy brothers are, in, you know, they're incredible. I mean, that voice, you know, it never changes and uh, it just shivers me. That's the only band that really does that to me. <laughs> yeah. So obituary, who else? What else? Who do we got on there? Uh, Three more. Oh, man. Three. Who else? Well, for three more, okay. That's would be definitely be Sodom. I mean, Sodom's okay. another one. I've only seen I've only seen him once, and that was in uh, America. You know, they only came here once, and we never done festivals with them in Europe before. We've always been on same festivals, but never land on the same day. But yeah, Sodom was very special. I found them early on. Uh, you know, Sign of Evil. You know mm-hmm. that. You know that was a very big album for me in my life, and uh, I'm looking forward to. Uh, seeing them i know i'm going to see him again for the second time because on that festival in mexico they played a night before we played a second night yeah we'll fly in uh the night before because we'll be able to see them i mean they got all of them creator destruction sodom all that night so that's going to be unbelievable man (laughs) and then i had to then i had to own the third one the the creator of course because it Mm -hmm. really started me out you know that it would go to me for you know, directed me in this business. <laughs> yeah. Right on, man. We did well, the cover of Terribly Certain before. I mean, I don't know if you heard the cover we did of uh, Creator on the last I'm gonna have album. to go back and check really that out. Cover. Yeah, it's really good. It came out really good. I mean, Millie hit me up right away and, you know, he loved it. I mean, it was, it was cool, man. <laughs> That's awesome, man. All right, you got one more. One more. One more? Yeah. Would it be Celtic Frost, of course? There you go. Um, yeah, that's another one. You know, mm-hmm. found them early on, and you know, they're in the inventors of the <clears throat> to this day. Ooh, I still use yeah. it. <clears throat> I still use it, man. <laughs> that's awesome. Right on, man. Okay, so just a couple more goofy questions for you, dude. Before I let you go, you've played a number of awesome shows. Obviously, killer shows. You're playing going down to Mexico to play that big fest, but on the other end. What's the, what's the worst show that you can remember? Whether it be oh, your guys's performance or just like there was only one or two people there I, or the equipment I, failure. I remember, well, there's always derailments, man, early on. But the one that comes to my mind, I guess, first that comes right on my mind is I remember we're on tour with Macabre in, in Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Macabre, uh, they're kind of like a legend. They're like a cult following over there. Yeah. They got a really good cult following you know and they're kind of their fans i noticed were that was a hard tour for us man and uh you know they're very close-minded back then and we're in denmark and we're playing the show and i remember the people that were there There there's probably good 150 to 200 at the show and they all sat down and he turned their backs while we played (laughs) they sat down on the floor and they actually turned around and they were facing the other way while we were playing and it was just i never experienced nothing like that in my life but over the years, we finally won Denmark over touring and touring and touring. And eventually, they 
thing. We pound them to make them like us, you know, but that one stands out the most. It was nothing. I never experienced nothing like that in my life. They actually sat on the ground on their sitting on their butt and turned around the other way. It's like you were opening for Slayer in 86, dude. That's yeah, mess. I remember those. I remember those days. Nobody could open up for Slayer back then. I mean, you F- could spit you. it on and all that. Yep. Yeah, it was that was grueling. I think Hatebreed was the only one that I remember when Jamie he actually texted me, you know, before he got that when he got that Slayer and he was like, Man, how how do you think it's gonna go, man? You know, because I think Hatebreed was the only band that actually broke through to the crowd and then it started going from there on. But like you said, every band before that never got the respect man yeah. they just flipped off and gum in the hair or whatever yeah. Man. but yeah I, I remember i remember jamie actually calling me and texting me and uh i said oh you'll be fine you'll be fine man and sure they blew up like that yeah. after, uh, you know that was, was uh, you know but ever since then i think slayer started getting to start turning around he started getting better bands and that went away after that that's man. true but they had some horrible bands in the beginning man you could tell that was all management involved man it had to be Cause the bands that make sense sometimes, <laughs> I mean, I forget some of them. I forget who they went out with, but they did not make sense, man. When they, the bands that were out with them. Sometimes you, you know, and I'm, I don't need to mention bands at all, you know, not to like throw anyone under the bus, but sometimes, you know, looking back at old flyers, you can just be like, Oh, okay. That was, you know, a record label push or that was a management push. Yeah, exactly. you know, it's, it's not organic. You exactly. Know? You can see it. Yeah. You can see it to this day. I mean, yeah, I mean, we see it all the time. Well, how they get that tour? Well, you know exactly how they got that tour. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but that's the way the business is. I mean, we we've never been fortunate to have management before in our life, and I think that could have been one of the biggest downfalls in my career. You know, because who knows? It never might have, might have took us to the next level. You know, but we we're warriors, and we just we're you know we fight the underground, and we get what we get. You know. But that's the thing is like jungle rot fans or jungle rot fans like you, you, you guys might not be the biggest band in the world, but you guys have a steady stream of solid output and you'll always you're consistently badass and it might not hit the like peaks of like, you know, doing an Oz fest. But at right. the same time, there's not the fall of not you know what i mean it's like I, do, doing mayhem fest was was big for you guys but for the most part you know you guys are just playing to to the mid underground and 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 the people that love you guys and you'll always play you'll always get you know new people but it's uh you know i think i think you guys are i don't know i i think you guys are consistently badass <laughs> that means a lot yeah i mean actually this this year we're gonna start uh just doing headlining tours. We're not going to, uh, That's awesome. you know, go out and try to fight for, try to fight for opening slots somewhere. Cause that just doesn't make it fun anymore. You know, the ups, the highs and the emotions and the ups and downs that the bands go through daily is, is, is insane. And we kind of just said, it's just, you know, it's not funny anymore. Wait in line to try to get this tour and that tour. And you think you got it. And the next day you don't got it. We're just going to start doing our own headlining tours and uh, see where that takes us. You know, I think it's better. Like you said, I mean, we know the people that are coming are going to be there for us. And uh, that's what matters the most, you know, we're going to, and plus we get to do an hour plus set, you know, that's a, that's a bonus in itself. Uh, So my friend on the, on the show I do, uh, he, he mentioned, he said, jungle rot is knuckle dragging death metal. Do you agree with that? (laughs) We've always heard it. Okay. Yeah, we're very primitive. Yep. You know, I don't mind the meat and potatoes shit. I love you know, it. That's what we do. 
yeah, you know, there's not too many more people doing what we do, you know, so it's a kind of a good thing, you know, they can keep saying that and, you know, I'm never trying to push the boundaries and compete with all them, you know, new bands and the tech bands. I respect that stuff, but I don't want to be in that category. You know, there's so many good bands. I mean, you know, we have our identity. It took us so many years to, to build that. And I don't want to change it now because, you know, over the last two, three albums, you know, I noticed people coming up to me and doing interviews and they're telling me how they know our sound right when you hear the first note or the first vocal. And that's what makes makes sense to me. I mean, that's that means we accomplished what we we're trying to accomplish because they know that right when they hear it, you know. So we're not looking to change anything. We're looking to just keep bringing what we do, you know. How weird would that be if a Jungle Rot album came and it was like tech death and you were just like, <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it wouldn't make sense. It would. I would think it would do more harm. You know, they would. No matter what, they would still find something to criticize about. It, there you, know? you go. I mean, but for the most part, the new album's been getting a, a lot of good reviews. Like Absolutely, it's always going to be negative. I mean. I was a little worried about the follow-up from the self-title because we're, we like that so much, but yeah. I think this one's worthy. I think this one stands up to it. I think it's, uh, I think it, it stands, you know, right next to it. Absolutely, man. So dude, it's been a pleasure to, to chat with you, to, to reconnect after, you know, we chatted with you on mayhem fest all those years ago. Um, but my last question, if you can show us, feel free to show us, but either way, tell us, uh, pick a scar on your body. And tell us the story of how you got it. Well, I pick this one. I'll pick the last one. I don't know if you can see it. It's right here. Oh, I just yeah. Got it done okay. Two years. I yeah. had, I had, uh, yeah. I had uh, what do you call it? Trigger finger. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> From playing, yeah, playing, I'm playing guitar. I ended up getting trigger finger and I had to get the surgery uh, two years ago. It got to the point where I couldn't last tour. I remember before I went into surgery, I used to have to go. Oh. So the pain was so hard it was so locking man i just couldn't take it anymore and then i went in and got the surgery and it's fixed now i mean but now this one's starting to lock oh, up no. in time you know <laughs> yeah i mean that's a common thing in, in musicians your hands you know as you get older i'm getting up there in age and i you know i really abused my hands over the years but that would be the first one that one right there i guess we need some bionic hands for dave <laughs> I eat something. I've been I rub them a lot, and but it's being in that same repetitive, mm -hmm. just holding it like this. I can feel it, man. Just like this, you know, like just the repetitive all the time in the same position is yeah. what's getting me. I actually try to figure out how to play it a little different the guitars so I don't strain it so much, you know. But I can feel it all the time I play, man. Well, we'll go out and support you so that you can afford that surgery. <laughs> 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 yeah i don't want, i already got the one i don't want to get the second one i mean i'm gonna hopefully that's take three four years from now <laughs> totally dude dave thank you so much man the new album by jungle rot a call to arms out now on unique leader any final words for the northwest dude uh we're gonna be coming through soon mm -hmm. you know if you guys can come and see us it'd be great we'll be going down the whole west coast there and you know in the next couple of weeks and be great to see some familiar faces and uh, hang out and talk about the new album and uh, just enjoy life. <laughs> right on, dude. Dave, thank you so much, man. Thank you. We'll see yep. you soon. See you soon in Seattle, man. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.